pool face here. Suspension of disbelief. Just want to say hey. Hi friends. Thank you for coming back. I am kicking myself in the face because I have not done another podcast. It has been about a month. I just need to keep it consistent. I need to fight against that feeling that holds resistance close to me. I need to overcome that feeling of I don't need to do it that type of shit you know some self-care some self-care housekeeping at the top of the show and you know I have a lot of stuff to discuss have a lot of stuff to discuss first I want to talk about movie theaters gone back to the movies recently again you know I uh I the last time I talked about the movie theater was when I went to go see Scream. And shortly after that, I got COVID. So it's it's quite ironic that I've spent hours talking about COVID and the effects of COVID in the world today on my end, Oj- objectively, you know, on my end, subjectively towards the world. Because it's, you know, it's all my humble opinion and I have no, mm, you know, I got first world problems. I don't really have real problems. My rent was paid. I live in a, you know, I live in an okay apartment, you know, not bragging, got high ceilings, all that shit. But COVID was tough, man, you know, these past couple of years. But now we've been going back to the theater. And I tried to go see Spider-Man with my family. My younger brother is disabled. He is in a wheelchair and, you know, not a big deal. He's very independent. We wheel him around. We get him food. He's more than capable of lifting himself up if we need to switch him around, you know, etc., But one thing that a movie theater does need to have, if they have a second story, they need to have a fucking elevator. I went to the Alamo Quarry in San Antonio, Texas. It is a Regal theater. And, you know, if you know Regal, they're fucking worldwide. Worldwide, you know, I'm pretty sure. They have a sister company that carries the Regal name overseas. It's just, you know, not called Regal. Or maybe it is, but I'm pretty fucking sure. AMC, you know, too, worldwide. You know, in San Antonio, we have Santicos. And Santicos, you know, their whole thing is they get back to the community. They are San Antonio-based and grown. And I never fucking go to Santicos. Never fucking go. But now I'm going to start going. I am not going to go to Regal anymore. Because I went to this theater and, you know, my little brother's in a wheelchair. So, obviously, I'm thinking, oh, that movie theater does have a second story. 
what if the Spider-Man movie is on the second floor? And for some fucking reason, they had the Spider-Man movie in a big theater on the second floor. Because all the big theaters are on the second story. And they have four little theaters on the bottom. And, you know, it's Spider-Man, but that shit's been out for months now. It came out in December, January, February, March. You know, it's been out for like three months now. And if there was going to be any big crowd to see that movie, it was going to be prior to me wanting to see it at the beginning of fucking March. You know what I mean? Like, everybody saw it already. No one's trying to see it at the beginning of March. We're waiting for the Batman. This was, uh, you know, a few days before the Batman. I think we tried seeing this March 1st. The Batman came out on the 4th. So, yeah, no one is going to see Spider-Man. And, you know, the elevator is broken. And I'm not um, a person to provoke conflict you know, I don't want to fight. Um, I'm very easygoing with the everyday worker because I myself am a everyday worker. And, you know, customer service is hard. And, you know, you don't want to fuck with the guy at the movie theater. He's only getting paid like fucking $10 to serve you popcorn. $10 to press play on the digital projector that does everything now. You know, except for those fancy... Alamo Draft House that's still run on 45 millimeter. Fancy stuff. It looks good. I, uh, side note, I saw the Batman in a theater with 45 millimeter and it was pretty. Uh, it just made me feel good. You know, it wasn't all big, huge screen. It was a classic theater, Alamo Draft House, but they had good seats and good food. It was great. But yes, this the, the, we were trying to see Spider-Man, and I complained, and I told them, you know, it's a shame that y'all don't have a sign anywhere. I actually tried calling the theater, and nobody picked up the line because I knew that y'all had an elevator, but I wanted to see if it was broken or if anything else. So I called, but y'all didn't pick up. I've been trying to call all morning, so I went ahead and brought my ticket. And then the guy was just like, oh, we're going to refund you. And I was like, yeah, I want fucking cash, you know, this and that. And... He ended up giving us free tickets, but he was blowing me off until my mom wrote up my little brother and my little brother, just so nice, always smiling, says, hey, you know, greets the man. And my little brother was wearing his favorite um, Spider-Man T-shirt. And the man was like, wow, he wanted to see Spider-Man, too, huh? Uh, you know, he started being nice and gave us free tickets after that. Really apologized, but it's like fucking movie theater i don't give a fuck if it's covid like that move that fucking elevator should be working they have escalators but you know you can't take a wheelchair up escalator you can but what if something was to happen because it's a pretty tall escalator but i digress i digress i need to start going to theaters that actually give a fuck you know and i told the dude like what about all the fucking obese people that can't fit on the escalator. What about the handicapped people? What about the elderly? You know, it's fucking first world problems. I know. But it's real shit. Real shit. And I had a great experience 
going to see uh, the Batman. You know, I wore my mask until I wanted to eat in the theater. And then it was mask off. And it was a packed house. We were sitting next to a family and they had like a 10-year-old, maybe 9-year-old. And let's just say I don't think I would show my 9-year-old this movie just because of some of the imagery. Batman even has some brutal, I don't give a fuck, beatdowns to several characters throughout the movie. And it was a long movie. You know, if you're going to go see the Batman, um, definitely do your research and get a movie theater that has some comfortable seats, very comfortable seats and good food and maybe a beer because I drank a couple beers, had a great pizza, some mozzarella sticks. You know what I mean? It was a good time. It was definitely that type of movie because it was slow. The pacing was brilliant. It reflected this tone of mm, pain, angst, emo, confusion. The cinematography was stunning. Catwoman was amazing. Paul Dano as the Riddler was a standout. And the interpretation that Matt Reeves gave us of the Riddler is definitely a real-world 20. 20 version of a lost person that is taking it upon himself to punish you know it's 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 he's fucked in the head he's connected with gotham and he has something to say i don't want to spoil too much i don't even want to spoil it this is a like non-spoiler discussion but Robert Pattinson nailed it. And, you know, this suit that Robert Pattinson has, it's his year, you know, his Batman Begins suit, his year two suit. Uh, maybe he had one prior to this, but we don't see that. And um, it, it, it definitely the best Batman suit live action to date. I think Ben Affleck's, Batman v Superman suit was the most comic book accurate suit that we've had live action. And that one's brilliant. It's uh, number two for me, though. Robert Pattinson's suit is intimidating. It is functional. It seems practical. It seems real world. It has little hinges and joints on it and you could see him and how he fights in it and he definitely looks like a special forces SWAT guy that just happens to have a bat mask and a cape you know he's fucking has gadgets like 007 and um this was a smart batman movie the batman it was very smart it um had a lot of nuance and definitely mirrored our world today with some of the themes. Catwoman was definitely a relatable character. She was um, flawed, but she had good intentions. 
And I think this is the most comic book accurate Batman we've ever seen. He's on the ground as well as in the rafters. But when he's on the ground, it's just like he's chilling. He's like Detective Batman, you know, and he's working hand in hand with Gordon. And Jeffrey Wright as Gordon amazing it's it's like so seamless he is gordon he's gordon from the animated series and the way batman and gordon are working it just reminded me of the arkham games it reminded me of long halloween if you've read that comic book or seen that animated movie it's on hbo max right now it was grade a dc comics the way there was a detective nor theme it definitely had parallels to seven it definitely has parallels to zodiac definitely has parallels to the genre of nor you know if you've ever played la nor as um, a game enthusiast when i was younger you know rockstar games one departure besides their spin-offs of Grand Theft Auto was la nor and it, you followed it was a detective story and he was narrating the whole time and the cutscenes were very long and moody. The camera angles were slow and the colors were vibrant. There was a lot of neon light. That's exactly what they did with this Batman movie. What I just described of something completely different was a perfect description of how I would describe this Batman movie. I dare say it is better than The Dark Knight. I dare say, but there is room to grow. My only my only gripe is that they held back on this movie because they want to make an even better second movie. It's, it's it's it was good. It was good. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I like it, and that's how you want to feel. It was a long one, though, and I don't think I mind. I don't think I mind at all. It was a good length. I wanted to stay in that world. Robert Pattinson nailed it. Zoe Kravitz nailed it. Paul Dano. Um, Colin Farrell as the, the Penguin was amazing. He embodied the comic book, the alex ross version of the penguin he was a gangster he was you know um he just had a presence every time he was on screen and i really enjoyed his scenes he wasn't in it a lot but they definitely have him there and we're getting a uh, hbo max penguin show and now i am so excited and it's gonna be rated r peacemaker was amazing i think i'm gonna do a little talk of peacemaker but uh yes these uh dc standalone movies are amazing beautiful this is gonna go on the shelf right next to joaquin's phoenix and todd phillips the joker this is robert pattinson's and matt reeves the batman and I appreciate the care they're taking with these DC properties right now. This is the perfect Batman 
for this generation. He is moody. He is confused. He hates himself. You know, everything we are right now. We are moody. We are confused. I kind of hate myself sometimes. And I want to do great things. And I want to be better. And that's what this Batman conveyed. It was great. It was great. That was my uh, little non-spoiler rant and my rant about the movie theaters. I had a good time at the movie theater this time. It was pricey as fuck, you know? It was a premium theater. Um, That's another thing I wanted to go into. So it was a premium theater. I feel like the price went up a little, but, you know, you pay it. It used to be 30 bucks, you know, $15 a ticket. Now it's... Seventeen fifty a ticket so it was like you know a little over 35 and it's just amazing how everything's going up but i'll fucking pay you know premium movie long movie supposedly because the movie's so long they're only getting so many showings in a day so that's why these premium prices are coming up with big blockbusters that they've put millions of dollars into. Not enough people are, mo- are seeing movies, so that's why they're doing it as well. In some places like uh, California, uh, you know, I imagine New York, they are hiking the price up to a higher premium than what I'm seeing here in Texas, you know, but I'm not in Texas or am I in Texas? But no, I'm in Texas. But uh, yeah, and I've read that some people said that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg predicted this a long time ago. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. And also... I wanted to talk about these HBO Max series that we're supposed to be getting. We're extremely happy with Peacemaker. And when I say we, I mean the fan base, you know, people I talk to, myself. Uh, Peacemaker, it was amazing. It was just everything I want a superhero movie to be. But this was even better because it had extreme character development. It had stakes. It had relationship fallouts and ups and downs. It was good. It had um, a lot of character development on John Cena, Peacemaker's End. And I hope this Penguin movie, it's going to, I hope it picks up like right after the Batman movie. And I hope we get penguin in a sequel and it it connects that fluently and supposedly we're getting a gcpd spin-off series on hbo max that's going to be from the batman and we're also getting a fucking arkham asylum series and if you're uh batman video game fan you will know the arkham asylum name and the scenery it brings up and i hope they bring that aesthetic to the show there's these comic books called arkham 
I don't know. I forget the name. But they're Arkham Asylum comic books. And the paintings that they have of them are very interesting. And it's very gothic and demonic depictions of Joker and Calendar Man and Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. And it talks about the house as if it's a character, the main Arkham house. And in the comic books, they have the Arkhams are part of the Wayne family. The mother's maiden name is Ar- is, is uh, Arkham. And, you know, there's a whole lot of shit that they could dive into there. So I'm excited. I'm excited what HBO Max is doing. They have to combat this uh disney plus machine that keeps on cranking out premium content and yes i am winding it down this is going to be a short one just wanted to give y'all something i appreciate y'all listening i appreciate the ones that have been there i appreciate my new subscribers and please do subscribe Follow me on Instagram, movie cheese muscles on Instagram and cool face seven zero on Instagram. And also go follow me on iTunes. We're on iTunes, baby. And I'm getting activity and show some class, please. I appreciate y'all show some class. Tell a friend. Tell a movie buff. Tell someone. Let's grow the community. Shoot me a message. Ask me a question. Email me at m-a-t-c-o-o-l-f-a-c-e at gmail.com. That is m-a-t-c-o-o-l-f-a-c-e at gmail.com. Message me a question message me something to talk about and my question to you if you want to reply my email is coolface matt with one t m-a-t c-o-o-l f-a-c-e at gmail.com my question to you is what are you watching this week what do you look forward to watching in the near future and have you seen the batman thank you guys